King Saul fell on his sword when it all went wrong. And Joseph's brothers sold him down the river for a song. And Sonny Liston rubbed some tiger balm into his glove. Some things you do for money, and some you do for love, love, love. Raskolnikov felt sick, but he couldn't say why. When he saw his face reflected in his victim's twinkling eye, some things you'll do for money, and some you'll do for fun. But the things you do for love are gonna come back to you one by one. Love, love is gonna lead you by the hand. Into a white and soundless place. Now we see things as in a mirror dimly. Then we shall see each other face to face. And way out in Seattle, young Kurt Cobain. Knock out to the greenhouse, put a bullet in his brain. Snakes in the grass beneath our feet, rain in the clouds above. Some moments last forever, but some flare out with love, love, love. Um, the mountain goats to open up. This is not another music episode, I assure you of that. Um, so, God, this is so weird because I've been... These are sentences that I've repeated many, many times at this point, and I feel the need to go, hey, as you already know, but I've never actually... I've never actually put this, you know, on the show. So, this is not going to be a regular episode. It might be fucking five minutes. Um, well, actually, I put a put an opening song on so it'll be more than five might be 15 it might be an hour i don't know it won't be an hour this is gonna be a short one but um if you're a long-time listener of the show you've realized that the frequency of the show has has fallen to shit um the solo episodes dried up and now you know the show has changed to tenor if you follow me on twitter you know that um there's you know stuff going on in my life and I'm struggling with it. So, and I just want to, I mean, I guess I'm just showing up to tell you guys what happened. And I've done this, I'm not even kidding, this this is the fifth or sixth time. And it's it's a struggle because there's another person involved in the story. And, you know, she does not want to be public as far as the show is concerned. So, um, yeah, so... She is a private person, podcastily, and I try to respect that. And I try to respect that in a way that, like, I'll make, you know, obscure hints at things or kind of talk around an issue. But 
I don't have, you know, obviously I don't have a direct insight into her, so um, sometimes I overspeak. So I'm going to completely dodge as much as I can. There will be no veiled references, just the, the through points as best as I can. Uh, last year, around this time, I uh, had the incredible fortune to meet a young lady on the internet. And she found me because she listened to the show. And she fell for me, I fell for her, long story short. Um, she ended up reading the Void Sutras, um, just to keep this show light. The Void Sutras, my collection of poetry and short stories, available on Amazon.com. That's right, The Void Sutras by Alex Bolin. Oh, spell Alex with two X's. Um, so there's that. And we dated, and it was a... I don't want to speak for her because I don't want to give details away and I don't want to do anything along those lines. But it was, uh, to me, a transformative, a illuminating, a tra a, a, just a, an incredibly powerful relationship. And it was incredible. And she's incredible. And she was incredible. And that is a thing. But as all things come to pass, especially when it comes to things in my orbit. At some point, the shine and luster of me no longer carry the weight. The wonder that I was um, no longer can heave the heavy sack that is a long-distance relationship. And she left. And that's all the details you get. And I'm going to say those details are accurate, because that doesn't fucking matter. But she left. Now, this is where the weirdness for the show starts. Overlapping that, there was a... Mm, without giving away detail, uh, let's just say there was a... Um, uh, ha. there was a bit of a argument. Uh, I don't want to even call it that, it was just more of a thing. Anyway, there was a reaction, a chemical reaction that happened, and it made it feel like the relationship was over. And the rest of my life is, uh, as you guys, if you've listened to the show for long enough, um, back when I used to talk about how depressed I was, um, the rest of my life is garbage for the most part. Um, but I haven't talked about how depressed I am for a while because, one, you know, I had this wonderful girl in my life, and two, that wonderful girl, because as far as podcasting concerns, it's quite private, um, she would... How do I word this without giving any details away? Um, it made her life easier uh, due to circumstances for me not to talk about depression on the show or to go into that kind of detail or on the on the um, on Twitter. Again, I'm getting too serious. At the Alex Cast on Twitter, Alex always spoke with two X's. Yay, smiles. So I didn't. I took that away. And um, anyway, we had this thing, and then um, I started to feel this um, something regrowing, this whatever it was. And I ended up on a plane, and while well, I was on a plane, I had a panic attack. And it was horrible. I had five hours on a plane of just panicking the fuck out. And and let me, I should be more clear here, because again, I'm trying not to give details, but it's difficult. The panic attack wasn't about her. It, it was about the rest of my life is, you know, just, it's not well, you know, I don't have this great social group, I can't, you know, it's just whatever complaints I have, and you don't know, because I haven't talked about it in a while, but, um, 
all that was kind of coming to a head because I had a point to compare against. And it was like this, this amazing thing. And, you know, like, oh, look, I can still do these things. I could still like that part of my soul was still awake. And um, feeling that come to an end on top of, you know, the, the, the train wreck that is my life. I guess that's what it was. Anyway, I have this massive panic attack and and it keeps lasting, and it lasts for like a month. And again, I don't know if I talked about this on the show, because I've said this exact thing into this exact microphone a number of times now. And um, so I start having panic attacks. And um, well, hold on, I'm hitting pause. All right, so I'm back. Um, I don't even remember where I was off. But anyway, panic attack on a flight. Fast forward, and she, she dumps me. And... Um, in a way that was upsetting to me. Um, Again, let me circle back to say that this is not her fault at all. She was just the the catalyst, the spark near the flame, you know. If you have a a pile of dynamite and a really long fuse, um, you don't blame the, you don't blame the match, you know. Somebody set up the the dynamite and the fuse. She just happened to be a, uh, you know, not even a match, an errantly thrown cigarette, you know. A spark from something else, but anyway, I um I was having a panic attack and I had like a month long one. Um, and when I say a month long, I mean literally that I couldn't breathe, I couldn't stay in my house. And the idea of recording a show, the idea of talking to a microphone, um, was just impossible. So I just tried to get friends on the show. I tried to get guests, and this was a mistake because I realized that the friends I have, or at least the people in my my orbit aren't there uh, on that way. And it, let me backtrack. There were some people that showed up that, that holy fuck, helped me out, that, that let me cry and, and, and just distracted me and, and, and were wonderful. So I'm not trying to shit on all my social group, but when, when that first, like, oh my God, he's in pain run ends, and when it comes back to like, hey, you know, I want to start doing the show again. I want to, you know, I want to start getting back to the person I was before, before this relationship happened. Um, you know, those people skedaddled and I still had that panic and I couldn't, couldn't breathe and I just couldn't record a show by myself. And, um, and, uh, and I lost my faith and this comes a little bit before and I'm talking out of order, but it's hard to say, it's hard to say without giving out details that aren't to be given, but I lost my faith. And not like I had faith in, you know, you've heard the shows where I talk about tarot, where um, tarot can be anything from psychic powers to um, placebo. Well, um, here, hold on a second. I'm going to talk. Hi, Alex. This is me talking while I'm away from the microphone and things and whatnot. So, I have, um... I have a deck of tarot cards right here. I've been sitting at my table. All my tarot cards went in my um, my closet slash altar after she left. And um, mostly because the deck I was reading with was one that she gave to me. I just didn't want to deal with that thought. So this is what I think. Let me flip over a tarot card. Nine of Pentacles. Oh, look. It's a bit of fucking drawing on a piece of paper. Oh, look. King of Pentacles. It's cardstock. Nine of Swords. Cardstock. 
Uh, seven of Pentacles, cardstock, 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 nonsense, bullshit, means nothing, there's nothing there, this is bullshit, it's trickery, it's nonsense, why would you sit there, there's no reason to get into that state, there's no reason to try to believe this goes anywhere, all things mean nothing. This is just a sequence of card flips and cardstock and it means jack fucking shit. And Sekhmet... If you've been listening to the show for a long time, and we've got to reiterate the fucking thing. Sekhmet said that there was going to be somebody to come into my life. And it would be this epic thing that at least I took it that way. That there was a, you know, there was a um, salvation in the wind. And, um, and all the signs, all the, and then I'm not going to go over any of them, but all the signs, everything pointed towards there. And it it happened. So it's like, oh, fuck, this stuff is true. This tarot shit's true. The, the meditative state is true. There's, a, there's something behind it. And I asked Sekhmet during that first thing of when am I going to get my deliverance? You know, when am I going to be free from this burden of horrors, this, this disgusting fucking methodology that I live in? You know, this, this depressed... It's self-hatred. And she gave me the directions, and I followed the directions, and those directions led to a relationship. And that relationship ended. Now, I didn't think... Maybe I did, but I wasn't thinking this is the cure. That I never thought a single person would be the cure, but... That there would be a, the impetus of the cure. The flame that lights a... Um, the flame that lights the dynamite that blows up uh, some past things. And um, all of that stuff that was led, all those tower readings, um, in a meditative state with Sekhmet, um, friend Mel had tower readings towards it. All these things led towards there being this interventionist aspect into my life. All led towards her. And then that ended... And after that ended, I was left as a as worse than I started, and that's nothing to do with her. Um, the path was there, and I and and I improved greatly while we were together. There was an immense amount of healing. But if you fast forward through the middle, at the end, it's horrifically panic attack laden. I had to go back on on antidepressants because I just I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't think. It was just a claustrophobic horror going back into that lonely horrible life going back into the void sutras that first book I wrote the one that she fell in love with me under and I was there and the idea of flipping over cards just felt so stupid beyond just sitting in my apartment and uh, doing a show which felt stupid and gave me claustrophobia and gave me panic attacks Beyond that, if I could get myself, the idea of getting myself in this state, the state that I felt, I felt a meditative state, I felt that, that if I could go back in time and talk with the voice of Alex from a few months ago, that magical state, and I felt that state, and flipped over cards, and that state just felt stupid, and feels stupid, because it's just, if there was something, it led nowhere, you know, it almost goes to the kind of Gnostic principle of God, of you know, God is this drooling, shithead, inbred idiot. He's an evil god. The god of the Old Testament, Yad-Baleth. 
And to pray to him is to pray to evil. To connect with him is to connect to evil. No, I'm not saying that this was evil, but it's, it feels like that. Where it feels like, it feels like, oh, I just, I just, the the thing I've strived for, the things I strived for was to connect to some kind of spiritual sense, to connect to somebody outside of myself, to finally feel love again. Um, and then it ends with, it ends with nothing. It ends with a, um, a month-long panic attack. And it ends with um, being alone and and having nothing to look forward to yet again. So, so that's that. We'll pick it up from there. I'm hitting pause again. Anyway, so sorry about the repeated breaks here. Um, <clears throat> as I said, I've tried to record this show a bunch of times, and um, they uh, doesn't work. I give too many details out. So, I gave up on things. And it would have been easier if she wasn't amazing. And that's why you want to keep cycling back to. Because without giving details, it sounds like I'm just blaming shit on her, which I am not. If she wasn't amazing, and the relationship just went fucking balls up really quickly, I wouldn't have had it fit the prophecy to use over-dramatic terms. I said that really weird, over-dramatic terms. Um, it wouldn't have fit, and it wouldn't have hurt as bad. But the fact that I did find somebody that was amazing, I found somebody that, that, that although on the surface, on the, you know, the checkboxes on dating sites doesn't fit, um, did fit. That made it worse. So... I found myself alone, and um, no more alone than I was before. No less alone. But um, I was super anxious. I was trying to find friends, and I was trying to I was trying to find a way to use this show. You know, I was trying to find a way to keep this going because I, I mean, maybe in some way it's because she found me through the show that I, this was important or something. But I started to try to get my friends on again. You know, they were on years ago, but... And, um... After, as I said, that first wave of... Sympathetic hangout... Everybody went away, again. And not away again, just... You know, couldn't be bothered. Um, stopped responding to texts, and... You know, agreed to hang out, and then would bail. Um, you know, the world moved forward, and that's fine. But at this point, I'm not blaming anybody. I really need people to understand that. If any of you are listening, that during that after relationship period, uh, bailed on me. I don't. Um, I'm not blaming you. That's fine. It is fine. I mean, literally, it's aces. It's the way it should be. Um, I shouldn't have put myself in that position. But that position is. Years of advice of Alex, you got to put yourself out there. Alex, you have to trust people. Alex, you have to show up to things. Alex, you have to try to be friends. You have to put the work in. You have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. And I did every bit of advice that everybody gave me. And that advice led to feeling worse. And um, all those tower readings that I believed at the time led to feeling worse. 
And the idea of trying to meditate just made me anxious and made me feel claustrophobic. And I wanted to run outside because I couldn't breathe. I looked up canned oxygen. You may have seen that tweet because I just needed, I felt like I just couldn't get enough breath in my lungs. I, and my life is so collapsing in on itself, so collapsed on itself that it was impossible to get proper air. And, um, and again, just let me circle back around that this isn't her fault in the slightest. This isn't any of my friend's fault in the slightest. There's no fault here. The fault's on me for a number of things. And this is just where the, where the, the crossroads exist. Would it have been better if I just stayed pathetic and alone? Hmm. Would it have been better if I never let her in? And um, I can say no. It wouldn't have been. I know. Um, I know. I helped her life, and I think I learned valuable lessons. As dumb as a fucking phrase that is, but do I feel worse right now? Yeah, absolutely. I feel a lot worse. And maybe that's a good thing, but before when I felt bad, there was a bunch of shit I could do. There was steps I could take. There were tower readings from my friends saying that there was going to be somebody in my future. There was um, premonitions, prognostications, saying that my my being horrifically alone is on, is on its way out. And um, all that went away. So... When I um, stop being as panicky as um, still, I mean, this is months later now, um, not doing very well, not doing great on staying at home at night, not doing well on my own, but I'm doing a lot better. So after a while, I uh, I um, started an online dating account. I joined OkCupid again. If you've been listening to the show for long enough, you know this is a site that I've joined before. I've been on a couple dates Um Back then, they never worked out, but it was something. Um, um, I thought it'd be a good, good idea. I had one picture that I thought made me look somewhat, you know, not fat. I realized that this time joining, I didn't have to use pictures from years ago because I had, through the years of me trying to get better through subtle changes, that I had allowed myself to be in front of a camera enough times that I could grab a few pictures. Um, and, um... I went and said, you know, let's try this. Let's, you know, let's see what happens. And I didn't join to try to get a new girlfriend. Um, I um, I joined to see what was out there, to see if maybe I could at least get a conversation, at least just go on a date, just something to make me feel like I'm still part of this world. Um, I was, and probably at this level still, I'm not over her. Um, but definitely at the time I wasn't. And um, so I joined. And I signed up and I put stupid pictures of myself up, which I hate doing because I hate what I look like. And um, I filled out the profile and I did what you're supposed to do. I answered the questions. I yada yada. And I started to look. And it was a slog. It was the it was the walk to Mordor. It was just a just an blah. It was the it was like those dreams where you try to run, but you're underwater and your legs won't work. But through all that slog, I found a few people that seemed interesting. And um, those few people, I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and write. 
And you know what I did, since you guys know me well enough? I didn't. So uh, I didn't write for a while. And um, so at some point I said, you know what, let's just give it a try. Um, the whole point of online dating, not the point, but the idea of online dating is for, for women, it's they are inundated with messages constantly and they have to sift through shitheads. And that's unfortunate for their side because there's a lot of dudes that look like regular nice people but actually are shitheads. And, um, you know, it's an impossible, um, it's an impossible thing for them. Maybe not impossible, but it's difficult. For, um, for people, uh, for men, and the problem is trying to get somebody to write back. Because, you know, the women's email boxes are, are inundated with, with requests. Now, this is, this is doubled in my case because I'm not an attractive person. And then, you know, kind of tripled, or maybe um, quadrupled, depending on what kind of math you want to use, that I'm a fucking weirdo. So, I found somebody that I thought would work really well. Uh, editor, person, um, seemed interesting. Um, all the, all the, you know, the things that show up uh, were there. So I wrote a, I wrote a little contact message. I didn't overdo it. You know, I didn't write some seven-page thing, you know, just... Short little hello. Hey, it, you know, by all available evidence, it seems like we get along really well. Um, I made some small joke based on the context of, uh, based on the contents of the profile. Uh, you know, a perfectly witty, wonderful first, um, contact. So, um, I noticed she signed on, uh, shortly after. And, oh, there's that lady. And then, never wrote me back. Well, that's unfortunate, but, you know... That's just one of many, except for I'm someone that actually bothers to read things, so there's not that many. There's, you know, as I said, maybe five. So, yeah. Uh, I ended up going uh, 0 for 7. I wrote 7 people. And uh, I got zero responses. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to, um, to, to do like a woe is me story because honestly I don't know that I'm ready to be in another relationship right now I'm still I'm still stuck on that last girl but I thought maybe at least going on a date at least um trying to move you know I mean the fact is like you know I tried to I tried to do the friend thing and it failed you know I just uh you know my friends didn't it didn't work out and I'm not putting blame on them you know I, I understand that people have lives to live etc etc but, you know, there's a certain point that, you know, living for yourself, living, you know, it's just, there's no, there's no, um, there's no option, you know, it's just, you know, it's, um, I'm rambling. What I'm saying is I'm not blaming people for being unavailable. But what I am saying is that there's, there, it is not blame when I say they're unavailable. I'm not putting it on somebody else. It's just, um, it seems that my lot in life is to be the um, the one that the odds go against. So um, I try to find friends. I try to work out because that's that's what's you know you're supposed to do, and it didn't work. And uh, so I tried the dating thing, and it didn't work. And I tried everything over the years, and it doesn't work. From Reiki to acupuncture to tarot to meditation to Tai Chi to Qigong to to uh, yoga, to to breathing, you to to the entire spectrum of things, and I'm not trying to go woe is me. I'm just trying to explain why it's difficult for me to come back on this show and start 
finding something to talk about every week and trying to find a solo thing where, you know, it's every time I try, it's just that it's, it's met with nothing. And when I say this to someone, their immediate response is, what, you think you're the only one? No, but I'm the only one that's me right now. I'm not trying to be self-centered, but anytime someone comes to me for help or they need advice, I give it to them readily. I don't go, oh, what, you think you're the only one that fit? No, it's, and it's just, so that's, it's, it's just a difficult thing. So, um, that's why I haven't been putting episodes up because the idea of talking to a microphone for a while, I don't even know what to fucking talk about. I've been, I've been that, that middle line between, you know, kind of atheist and believer for the longest time. And, and, you know, that's kind of, I think where the interest in the show comes from and the interest in me comes from is that I can kind of straddle that, but. Right now, both sides seem equally pointless and idiotic. Right now, both sides seem like seem like trying to eat sand, and um, and trying to continue that same thing of you know just shoveling energy down holes that just are unresponsive. Trying to keep a friendships going in 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 ways that don't work just feels difficult for me to continue and that's part of the show that to do an episode and then and then go online and post links and try to be chatty and try to interact with you people um is difficult because it just it just feels like just shoveling more energy down the void you know just just throwing things into the ether with nothing returned and I'm not looking for some equal response. I'm not looking for, I put in one Newton of energy, I get back one Newton. Or I'm not looking to put in one Newton, get two Newtons back. I just mean, right now I feel like I'm shoveling 99% of the energy I have out and I'm getting, you know, every now and again I get a little morsel, a little nugget back that maybe, maybe could be considered, you know, socialization or friendship or whatever. And you might be thinking to yourself, hey, you whining sack of shit, why can't you be happy being alone? Because I suck. I'm not happy being alone. Sorry. I know people that say, oh, why don't you be happy being alone? I'm happy being alone. Yeah, they also happen to have a healthy social group that I rely on afterwards. Like, I get your I get your happy little horseshit of like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm happy being alone. And then, you know, listening to them, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm happy being alone, except most of my days are spent texting and talking to my friends and having ready access to socialize. But I'm happy being alone. Yeah. Way to go. Good for you. Your, your empathy knows no bounds. Because uh, I get where you're coming from. I do. But, oh, Alex, you were rambling like a shithead. So the point is, that's that's why I don't do this show as much. And it sucks, because I really want to do this show. And I try to ask people in, in town. I try to ask people from Portland to come on. And I can't get fucking guests. The best I can get is someone saying, hey, you might get along with this guy or something like that. And and if that, that person's listening, I don't mean to call you out. It's just, that's the one that was in my mind. There's a ton of these where it's like, it's just... It just it shouldn't be so difficult to get creative, interesting people on a show that gets a shitload of listeners, and um, and just it, it's just this it's just difficult. So I've lost faith. I lost faith in tarot. I've lost faith in, in magic and in, in meditation in the show and and in you guys. Frankly, I mean, there's a few that, that still um, still talk, but uh, 
I'd still try to communicate, but even even at the best, even when I was getting my best download numbers, there wasn't a lot of people communicating with the show, which is fine. You know, it's not, you know, you don't do this for, for responses, but when I see other podcasters of a similar kind of ilk uh, getting, you know, exponentially more response than I do, it's just it's a difficult thing. It's just It's just shoveling more energy down the void, and... um it's difficult to keep that up. So I want to keep this show going and I'm going to keep the show going, but I just need, I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to explain to you guys that it's just, you know, what I need is, uh, what I need is someone that can come in the studio with me and talk to me and, um, and have an interesting conversation. And, uh, apparently that's too much to ask for. And, you know, digging, uh, just repeatedly, just, just throwing energy out and getting absolutely nothing back it's just it's become too difficult because I've just done, done that with like you know every aspect of my life and just none of it has you know none of the returns have come you know not asking for anything equidistant you know I'm not saying equidistant that's the wrong word I'm not <laughs> asking anything for equal I'm not saying one newton in one newton out but you know right now it's I'm shoveling everything out and you know the the return is you know the return is is uh is is chaff um it's you know when when all the other stuff is 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 slaked when when all the other friends are unavailable or you know all the other people that tweet aren't available or or when they're feeling particularly charitable, that's you know that's where I show up, and honestly, that's nice. It's probably more than I deserve as a person, but it's less than you know can make you feel creative and and good. So that's that. So this is my explanation for what's happening, why I'm not here, because I'm just faithless. Um, all the things that were leading me, the the kind of powers of the universe that I felt kind of tapped into, and whether that means magical or psychic or whatever, um, um, have gone. And there's just, it's a difficult thing to try to bring yourself back up from that. And, uh, that's where I am. So I appreciate the few of you that, uh, reached out. Um, it's nice of you. Um, and the people that didn't reach out, I'm not saying I don't, it's not that I don't appreciate you. It's just, um, yeah, I'm just saying the other one. So I'm gonna keep trying to do this show, and I'm gonna to try to find some way to make it work. It's just it's tough when, just, you know, talking about the metaphysical, talking about the, you know that kind of thing. It's just gonna be like you know just talking about uh, you know, talking about a job you got fired from, or talking about um, not talking about a I don't know. I just I don't want to be over dramatic. Talking about a pregnancy you lost or something. You know, it's. I know that's too overdramatic, but I just, you know, it feels, you know, it's not that it feels that way. I just mean it's significant hit and, um, it's hard to move forward because it's, you know, what's, what's left, what's left, but the, you know, kind of the flaming wreckage, you know, not even flaming wreckage. That'd be nice. You can deal with drama. You can deal with flames. But anyway, I don't give a fuck about tarot anymore. Um, I still care about the show, but it's difficult to do because talking to myself for that long just is uninteresting because nothing feels interesting because I 
I have uh, I have either been abandoned by or lost interest in, depending on which way you want to view it, all the things that were interesting to me. And every attempt I've made to try to write this ship has been has been met with um, at best surface level enthusiasm and um, everything I've tried to do on my own have uh, has been um, less than successful so so that's that I'm gonna keep doing the show I want to find ways to get get my friends in my apartment um, like I used to get and we can drink beers and talk into microphones and and pretend it's okay but uh you know it's a difficult it's just apparently that's too much to ask so i don't mean to be so that's so sad it's like apparently it's too much to ask i didn't mean to be so dramatic i just mean it's just after after so much trying for something that seems so simple it is just it is just difficult to try to get up the energies again you know to try to send that next text you know it's just it's so difficult to have that many chances at at you know at I would love to do the show sometime and then having somebody not be able to pin down you know I mean people say they want to hang out and you know then you know not having time even though they have time you know it's I've had a I've had episodes of the show where the person that was supposed to be on they're on Twitter uh, complaining about nothing to do that night now this has only happened once to be fair I'm not going to name who that was but it's one of those things where it's like, it's just, I would just rather people not say it in the first place kind of thing. And this is just getting too stupid. So the point of this is I'm a difficult time because um, all the things that used to be fleshy and good are just, just laminated bits of cardboard. And um, what used to matter and what used to carry um, some kind of significance uh, doesn't anymore. And my coping mechanisms have went to shit. I can't meditate, I don't read tarot, and it's really difficult for me to write. It's difficult for me to do the show, you know, because doing the show for the last year was, most episodes was an act of kind of showing off for that girl, was trying to make something really cool for her. And um, and I know that's not fair to everybody else, and it was stupid for me to do that. And it's not like I did it purposefully, but I just realized... I guess I realized that, like, you know, all the time I was doing that show, I guess I just wished that some miracle girl would come out of the ether. Um, and, you know, it's it's when your miracle comes out of the ether, um, and then, you know, it, when, it, when, when the miracle doesn't work out, it's really difficult to kind of rebuild. You know, it's difficult when both reality and fantasy are yanked out from under you. So, so yeah. I've been Alex, you've been the audience, and I'm sitting here with bits of laminated cardboard and the detritus of a life that's uh, kind of lost in the hinterland, and uh, that's what it is. I hope you guys are doing a lot better than me, and um, yeah, if you want to get in touch, please do, because that would be good. Obviously, I'm lonely, so... AlexCast at gmail.com, at the AlexCast on Twitter, uh, AlexCast.com, and uh, Facebook.com slash AlexCast. And that's what it is. So, thanks for listening. Um, oh, and since this happens every time I use any emotions on the show, if you think telling me to man up and to deal with it is valid advice, uh, please just do me a favor and just go right the fuck off. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm not some, I'm not some wilting Nancy. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not uh, that way. It's not that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not weak. It's not like this is a lack of strength. It is strength to share your emotions with people. It's strength to show that you can be vulnerable in public. So if your advice is, you know, just man up, um, then your advice is shit. And you should probably really sit down and think about what you've done with your life. And that got a little weird, but I'm just tired of it. Tired of most of this. Anyway, I'm going to be back soon. I'm planning the 200th episode spectacular. Hell, it might be the 200th episode slash last episode spectacular, because, you know, at some point it's, um, you know, at some point there's only so much energy you can shovel down black holes, you know, at some point you run out. So, I've been Alex, you've been the audience, and, um... I would say namaste, but I don't recognize anything in anybody right now. And, um, that, so, I guess I'm just going to wish you a good day and a good night. And, um, yeah, I hope it's, uh, I hope it's better on your end. Until the next time. Collusion